This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Everyone, welcome to NASCAR America Motor Mouse. That's Nate Ryan. That's Kyle Petty. I'm Marty Snyder. We'll get to your calls shortly on Motor Mouse, but we'll start with the big news of the day from Roush Fenway Racing. The team announced that it will part ways with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at the end of the 2019 season and that Chris Busher will rejoin the organization and drive the number 17 Ford Mustang next year. Stenhouse has been a member of the Roush family of drivers for more than a decade earning a pair of Xfinity Series titles and two Cup Series wins. Busher also brought the team an Xfinity Series championship in 2015 and is currently driving the number 37 Chevy for JTG Doherty Racing. Now, Ricky Stenhouse was supposed to be on Motor Mouse with us today, but obviously with the news of the day, he could not be here. He will be on Motor Mouse in the very near future. So here's what team owner Jack Roush had to say about Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in a statement today, obviously thanking him for his time and his contributions to Roush Fenway Racing. A long tenure he had at Roush Fenway. Many thought that he was a lifer at Roush Fenway and obviously winning the races and the championships. On the reunion of Chris Busher with Roush Fenway, here's what Jack Roush had to say. Certainly excited to have Chris back in the fold at Roush Fenway Racing. We've always been a big fan of Chris and his racing style. We look forward to having him in the number 17 as we continue to grow our program next season. So there you go. That's the basics of the news today. Nate, tell us what more you might know about the situation. Well, on the Ricky Stenhouse Jr. piece, Marty, I, I called around, talked to some people today. This was not a decision that was arrived at lightly for this team. They have a lot invested in Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and vice versa. Yeah. Seven cup mm -hmm. seasons with this team, uh, two Xfinity championships, Jack Roush took a chance on him when a lot of people didn't know about him, and they stayed with him when he crashed some cars earlier in his career. So not a decision that the team arrived at lightly and not a decision that was made long ago. And this is fairly recent. What I was told was, you know, as recently as early to mid-summer, the team was still committed to trying to improve the number 17 and keep Ricky in the car. But I think when you look at the circumstances of Ryan Newman joining the team, making the playoffs, you look at the fact that Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in seven seasons with Roush Fenway, I think he was only the top driver two times. Mm. Uh, and granted, there were some other names in that mix, like Carl Edwards and Matt Kenseth, but I think all of those factors kind of led to the decision today. Kyle, you recently spent a, a lot of time with Ricky yeah. in Mississippi and in Tennessee, hanging out with him, shooting racing routes. I mean, does this catch you completely by surprise? Totally off guard. And, and, and it, it has to be recent, I, I believe, because Ricky, at that time, his parents were moving out here, moving to Charlotte. Uh, they were closing up and finishing up some of their stuff there. Um, when we took a tour of, of some of the stuff, you know, his engine shop that his dad had built and some of they were closing and selling all that stuff. So I think Ricky thought that he had a future here. And his dad talked about how close he and Jack were and what their, their relationship, uh, Ricky's father to Jack Roush and, and how they had both been like that 
guide or a mentor to to Ricky to lead him through some hard times. And they both knew they had had some hard times on on the racetrack. So totally, it does catch me off guard, especially this late in the season too. It yeah. totally catches me off guard. I mean, just guard. with a handful of races left. You said something interesting before the show. What may be more surprising, Busher, you know, you know, making that move or Stenhouse being released because you feel like JTG Doherty is oh, going I do. the right direction. I, I feel like the, the Trent Owens and, and the Chris Busher have made great inroads over the last five or six races, maybe ten races. Um, you know, they ran up front. They got track position off of calls that Trent made. Chris got up on the wheel, made something happen mm -hmm. at a lot of different racetracks. Uh, and you look at it and you think, okay, here's the little team that kind of kind of can and is doing something. Yeah, they 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 weren't in a position to win a race. I, I'll I'll give them that. But when you take that team and run in the top ten, when you take that team and run up front, run in the top five consistently during the day, that's a big big statement. And I felt like that he and Trent had kind of hit their stride. Um, so when again, this is a ripple effect. Okay, right. you know, Jack makes a call. Ricky goes one place, Chris comes one place, and the people with the with the empty seat end up being JTG. Uh, the music stopped, and that's where we're at, and they've got to figure out who goes in that chair. You brought up a fantastic point, Nate. I want to dive into that for a second. The, the Ryan Newman effect here, did that have an effect? Because Roush Fenway yeah. maybe had their eyes open a little bit this year to say, hey, our cars can make the playoffs. I think unquestionably that had an effect, Marty. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. made the playoffs in 17. He hasn't made it the last two years. 17 is the only time he's made the playoffs with this team, Ryan Newman comes in, takes over the number six car, and makes the playoffs on points and shows Roush Fenway Racing that, hey, you're, you're still a playoff organization. And this also was a team that last year uh, took Trevor Bain out of uh, that car for a little while and put Matt Kenseth in it. Yeah. And Kenseth showed mm -hmm. significant improvement throughout 18 to the point where the last couple of races, he was finishing in the top 10, nearly top five with that car. So I think Ryan Newman's performance this year, Matt Kenseth being plugged into that car last year yeah. and doing very, very well, probably opened some eyes. You know, the, the, the narrative was, you know, they brought in Kenseth to see if the, their cars were off. See if the cars yeah. were. And I think yeah. they, may, they, they, did, they may have determined, yes, the cars definitely were off. They said that publicly, but they may yeah. have also found out that, hey, our drivers that we have right now, maybe they're not able to tell us how our cars are off the way Kenseth and Newman are being. Yeah, and, and look, this is, this is, a, this is a phenomenon um, that is new to the sport where we have teams that don't have franchise drivers, okay? Uh, and, and Steve Letard is always using the term franchise driver. Jeff Gordon was a franchise driver at Hendrick. He drove that development bus. He drove that bus on what works, what didn't work. Everybody else that drove over there was a beneficiary of Jeff Gordon. When it was turned over to the Jimmy Johnson, he didn't drive the bus as fast as Jeff has. Sorry, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And now they've got young drivers. Will those young drivers be able to move the, the needle on this? We see any team that doesn't have, I'll put RCR in this group too. Yep. When Kevin Harvick left, who's driving the bus over there? Who is that guy that's given them the direction to go forward? And for me, this is a sign as the sport changes where, hey, those old guys weren't so bad after all. You know what I mean? <laughs> they understood the cars. Right. They understood yeah. what the car needed. And yes, it's an, as we live in an age of engineering where it's all in a computer, but somebody's got to set their butt in that car and hang on to that steering wheel and say, I don't care what that box says. It doesn't work. You know what I mean? And somebody has to man up and do that. Point. And I think Newman is that driver who has done that at Roush Racing. So that's the Roush Fenway side of things. How about the JTG Darty side of things? Here's what Tad Geschechter, the team owner, had to say today. We were in the final strokes of a contract when learning that Chris had gone in a different direction. 
JTG uh, has appreciated all the efforts from Chris throughout the last three seasons. And when the dust settles, we will begin the process of searching for the next driver for the 37 car. Co-owner Brad Doherty was on Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 this afternoon. Here's what Brad had to say. Yeah, it totally caught us off guard because we're, we were you know, already building stuff for next season as everybody else does and getting ready and preparing. And, uh, you know, and we do our business a little bit different than a few other folks. We, we really drive, you know, our, our small package, small consumer package, good product and placement stuff really, really hard with our, our partners at Kroger. And so, yeah, we were in the full throes of trying to put something significant together and thought we had it done and uh, pretty close to it. And things changed just like that. This catches you off, you know, really by surprise this late in the year, especially, um, you know, you're trying to be as professional as you possibly can uh, about how you handle these situations. Uh, I, I don't ever blame uh, any athlete, if he thinks he's putting himself in a situation that's going to be better for him or his family, got no no problem with that. It's just for us, it's always the timing. And, and uh, getting this late into the season, uh, when you have commitments, it makes it, make it very, very difficult uh, to swallow this easily. Uh, I will echo what Tad Geshek tried to say in a statement. I was with him at Las Vegas, Nate, and, and he said, yeah, we're really close. We have a couple of uh, sponsorship pieces that need to fall into place. He actually thought that would happen this weekend, and he felt like, yeah, I know Chris is nervous, but we're really close to a deal. So from that side of things, does it surprise you that Busher walked away and said, I'm going to go back to where I, I started? It's a, it's a little bit of a surprise, Marty, although myself and another reporter asked Chris Busher at Las Vegas Motor Speedway uh, Friday of that weekend during his media availability, did he know we were going to be next year, and he did indicate some uncertainty. If I had to bet then, I would have said he's coming back to JGD, yeah. JTG Doherty, but he did kind of leave it open that, hey, we'll know for certain in the next couple of weeks where things stand. So uh, I, I think that it, it's a little bit of a surprise from the team perspective, certainly. I mean, we heard what Brad Doherty said. We heard what Tag Schechter has had to say, and for them, uh, that team now having to change drivers again where they had just added Ryan right. Priest and taken out A.J. Allmendinger for this season. They probably were looking forward to having some continuity. We heard Brad Doherty say, we're already building cars for next year. The rules are going to remain relatively static for yeah, 2020 yeah. before changing over in 21. So it probably is a lot more upheaval than the team was expecting. Yeah. Which leads to, Kyle, where do they go? I mean, I know you have some thoughts on this. I mean, listen, okay. you just said the old guys. So. <laughs> yeah, and, and I did. And, and listen, and I said something to Nate, and I said something to you before. We went, if I'm JTG and I'm looking to to stop the bleeding and figure out where I'm at. And, and I'm going to go to a guy who retired earlier this year. I'm going to David Reagan because I think David Reagan is that throwback guy. He's that guy that can lead you forward, that understands what a good car is, understands what a bad car is. He's won cup races. He will bust his butt for a sponsor. He will move you forward. Now, is he the future of that team? Probably not because I think he's at a place where he doesn't want to be the future of, that, of, of a team. But for a team like that, to put a rookie driver in that goes out and tears up stuff and wants to win races and thinks he can do this and thinks he can do that, that can take that team and set them back a year, right. set them back right. a couple of years. Right. I think this has to be, and everything that we do in this sport now, people, a, <laughs> a, a solid business decision right. that moves the business forward. And because we can talk about athletes changing, trying to better themselves and go to another team all you want to, but in the end, this is a business decision for Jack Roush. It was a business decision for Chris Buescher, and it will be a business decision 
for JTG Racing on who they put in that car. And, and the slightly good news is uh, the free agent market this late in the season isn't completely barren. Yeah. There's some things that are fluid. Yeah, Daniel, Daniel Suarez could yeah. be available. We know Daniel Hemrick is out there. We know now yeah. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is out there. So there would be a few options, I would think, that the team yeah. might not usually have this late in the year. All right, obviously a busy day. The phone lines are now open at 844-NASCAR-NBC. But first, we want to check in with our very own Jeff Burton, very familiar Jeff with Burton the Ralph Fenway organization. <laughs> Jeff Burton's our Jeff first Burton caller. Actually beats Carl for the first <laughs> time ever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think Jeff is in Akron right now, and it's the first time ever someone other than Carl's been the first call on the show. Jeff, how you doing? So this is Carl. <laughs> I love it. I love, love it, it, man. Good job, Burton. Good job. Uh, so did this catch, this uh, move catch you by surprise, Jeff? It caught me completely by surprise, and I think it caught a lot of people by surprise. And you know, and read in between the lines, and I always hate doing that, but in these cases, you know, that's what we're going to do. Uh, you know, it sounds like a case where, according, you know, listening to what Brad said and what what Tad said, is that they were working to get a deal done. Right, it wasn't done. They were working to get a deal done, and in today's uncertainty, if you're if you are Chris Buescher, and you have a positive, like yes, this is going to happen, or a hey, we're working to get this done, it kind of puts you in a bad spot. You know, even if you're trying to be loyal, if you're, even if you're trying to uh, stay with that team, uh, it's very difficult to make that decision when you don't really know you have a done deal. So that's kind of you know when when Carlers wait to get all the sponsorship lined up before they close the driver, it exposes them to potentially losing a driver. And I don't blame them for doing it, right? But there's a there's a danger in doing that. And from the Roush Fenway perspective, Jeff, we were just talking about Ryan Newman's success coming into that team first year, makes the playoffs in the sixth car. Do you think that had an impact on how the team then viewed Ricky Stenhouse's junior's performance this year? Yeah, it had to have an impact. Uh, here's what I think. I think it's a bigger picture, though. I, I you know, that the, the, the Fenway, the Roush Fenway, Ricky Stenhouse relationship has lasted a long time, and unfortunately, in the Cup side of things, a lot of it has been under stressful times. And it's like a marriage. If you were married for six or seven years and you were constantly trying to fix something, that marriage gets old and it gets very difficult. And you know, you get to the point where you're constantly telling them their cars aren't good enough, and you're constantly in a struggle to get where you want to be competitive. And then, you know, then Ryan comes in and has a good year, and, you know, things just kind of pile up. I, I'm completely convinced that Roush Fenway, and I know Jack very well, you know, he likes the drivers to stay there for a long time. He, you know, they had a lot invested in Ricky. Ricky had a lot invested in them. Uh, but, you know, it's, Unfortunately, it just wasn't working, and and I think Roush would 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 stand up and say, "Hey, our cars hadn't always been that great. Uh, we don't put it all on Ricky, uh, but the combination wasn't able to move the cars forward." To Kyle's point, you know, the combination of people and wasn't able, and with crew chief changes and all those things, wasn't able to move the cars where they needed to be. Um, so, you know, I don't think it was one incident. I think it was just time spent with each other for that amount of time and you start to, to learn about things and you know it's been a, it's been a stressful time for everybody involved for a long time okay you're in the booth every week uh and and you've seen what jtg darty has done this year with with chris busher and with trent owens and how they that car has moved through the pack and moved to a different place in the pack how big a blow is this for that team 
So I think it's a, I think it's a really big blow. I, but I think they can overcome it. I, I think they're going to have to be smart. So, so when you, when you, and this is not, I'm not being ugly when I say this, but when you go drive that car, you have to know that you're in a building process. You're not going to, you're not going to Joe Gibbs Racing, right? You're going to a company that is trying to become Joe Gibbs Racing. And they do a great job. They do great. I mean, they build their own chassis. They have a lot of stuff going on over there. Tad does a great job of, of selling sponsorship. They have a lot of positives, but they're not Joe Gibbs Racing. Or they're not Penske. So they've got to collect themselves and put somebody in that seat that will embrace the challenge, right? So you immediately will try to say, well, let's get a guy that's won races. Let's get that. I don't think that's the right guy for that spot. I think you need to get a hungry somebody that's really hungry, somebody that wants it really bad, somebody that's going to stand there and fight with you in all situations. And, you know, who that is, I don't know. I have some ideas in my brain, but, but <laughs> yeah. I think you've got to have the right mentality, right? And I, I thought when Roush Fenway hired Matt Kenseth, I thought it was a brilliant move. But I also thought, is, is Matt Kenseth built for this, right? Is he built to go drive a car that can't win, that's a completely different mentality than, than when you strap yourself into something that you know can win races. And it's going to take, it's going to take the right personalities to, to roll over in that car to help keep moving that, that team forward. So you touched on it. Yeah. So if you were Tadga Schechter, where would you go, Jeff? Like what direction would you go for a driver? Yeah, so uh, yeah, listen, I, I, what Kyle said about uh, an experienced driver makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, but there's not many experienced Real hungry drivers, right? You, I think you got to find somebody that's really hungry. Uh, Ross Chastain is obviously a real hungry guy. He drives like he's hungry. Brett Moffat. Mm. Brett Moffat, the guy that has some cup experience. He, he, I've, I've been a team, a, sort of a teammate with Brett once before. Like that guy, he can mash the throttle. You see what he does in the truck series. Mm. I would look for somebody that, I, I would say this. I mean this in a positive, that's had the rug pulled out from under them, right? That had a really yeah. good situation yeah. and it got taken away because those people are hungry. And if you look at a Moffat, you look at a Chastain, they, they, they have that DNA. That's a really good point. By the way, you were at the Roval today, Jeff. Uh, how was your tour of the Roval this afternoon? The Roval is crazy. <laughs> I, you know, I think that... Um, uh, we're looking at your tweet right now, by the way. We're looking at your tweet with Harrison. You like that? You like that? Yeah, that's good. So that's, yeah, yeah. If you get to that's that, awesome. if you get to that breaking zone, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's but Mass is crazy. Like that. The new that is that is at the new uh, carousel. We we got to decide what we're going to call it. Is it carousel? Is it inter What is it? But that new carousel in the back straightaway. That is a heavy, <laughs> heavy, heavy breaking zone now. And I think that's going to be awesome because it's going to create a passing zone. And yeah, I made Good. some laps around around the car, and it was around. And it's God, that place is crazy, man. I I, I don't know that I'd want to do it. Well, we can't wait to get there for yep. practice on Friday. Going to be a lot of fun. Hey, thanks for your time today, Jeff. Thank you, man. Thanks, guys. Y'all do great as always. Yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate the insight as always. Well, still tons to get to on the show today. We want to get your thoughts on today's news at Roush Fenway Racing. Give us a call at 844 NASCAR NBC. Another driver making headlines this week, Christopher Bell. He got a cup ride for next year. He joins us to talk about that. And we'll play a new NASCAR America game. You guys ready? Monday's headlines today. What will we be talking about after the Roval this weekend? 
I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about. There's plenty to talk about on NASCAR America when we continue for sure. If you're just joining us, Roush Fenway Racing announced today that it will part ways with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at the end of the year. Replacing him in the 17 car will be Chris Busher, who will come over from JTG Darty Racing. That's the breaking news here on a Wednesday. Welcome back to Motor Mouse, everyone. We want to head to the phones and get your guys' reaction to all of this. 844-NASCAR-NBC in his rightful place. Pole position, even though it's segment two. <laughs> yes. Carl from Akron, Ohio. How you doing, Carl? He's really sucking. I'll tell you, I'm doing great. You know what? To, Big to debate here, Carl. Okay, there to, you go. All right. Yeah, you're fine with yeah. that then, right? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, to go second to a future Hall of Famer, Jeff Burton, not a problem. I can tell you one thing, good thing about Ross. That six train keeps on rolling. Obviously, <laughs> you guys have asked, answered my question. I was going to ask, is Newman success? what led to Ricky's departure, but so I'll go this way. Um, Kyle, for you, speed, you look for it all year long. All of a sudden, Newman, they found speed in two playoff races. Does this come from the old notebooks? Does this come just from a setup they found? Where did this speed come from for the 16? No idea. No, no idea. I think it's caught us all. It caught a lot of us that were watching this race uh, by surprise. We've seen Newman carry this car on his back. Uh, at a lot of racetracks this year, but up there they had speed. Yeah, they had speed. He had drive up off the corner. He could he and he had speed down the straightaways, and that was uh, unexpected. Unexpected from me. It reminded me a lot of 2014 at Richard Childress Racing, where yeah. it, it yeah. was Newman's first year at RCR. Yeah, and he makes the playoffs with no Good wins, point. and then as soon as yep. he got in those final ten, I think he had four or five top tens in yes. the final ten, which yeah. might have been double what he had in the regular yeah. season. He say what you want about Ryan Newman about how difficult he is to yeah. pass and angering other drivers. He he wills his way yes, he to does. really strong finishes yes, every he does. race. And so, it's so. funny. I talked to Scott Graves um, before Vegas, and he said, well, honestly, we kind of went back to some basics. Yeah. We kind of tried to find some things in the last month, back to basics, and they've they found some speed. Let's head up to Pennsylvania, where we hear from Cody. Cody, how you doing today? Good guys, how you doing? Good. What's Good. on your mind? Yeah, I was just um, wondering. I have a two-part question. First, um, what do you guys, where do you guys think is the most likely place for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. to end up? And two, do um, is this the right decision by Roush to uh, release Stenhouse? Kyle, I'll let you mm. take that. You know, I, I don't know. You know. Obviously, we don't know what went, goes on inside Roush Racing. Uh, for their decision-making process or, or where they were at. I thought Burton brought up some great points. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes after something has gone this long with limited success, it's time to cut bait and fish Brand in another hole. Course, yeah, it, it, it has. Yeah. And a lot of times it happens with a lot of people, and it happens with a lot of different teams. Um, at this late a date, I'm not sure where he'll end up. Maybe back, maybe running some sprint car races for a year or something. I mean, I, I don't see the Xfinity Series um, – is trending younger and younger and younger. Uh, the truck series is what it is. So I, I think when you look at it, it depends on what Ricky wants. Right. What, what does Ricky exactly. want from his driving career? What does he want to do? 
Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see how he processes this. I wouldn't characterize it as like carte blanche, but I think you're yeah. onto something there, KP. That I think Stenhouse will have a little bit of autonomy on deciding yeah. where he goes, if he wants to go back to the minor leagues and run dirt again, or if he wants to stay in NASCAR. I would think that he would be on the list at the 37. Yeah. I would think that, I don't know, you know, Still again, it, it, it yeah. caught them off guard, but I would think that they're going to assemble a list of candidates and he certainly fills that Bill Burton was talking about yeah. for slighted drivers. Yeah. He's going to certainly fill yeah, that for way. Sure. Let's head to Florida where we hear from Anthony. What's happening, Anthony? Hey, guys, how are you doing today? Good. What's Good. going on? Uh, nothing much, really. Um, I was so busy last week, I couldn't call, but it's good to be back on Motor Mouse. So I just wanted to react to the uh, breaking news. You know, when I first heard that Chris Buescher is coming back home to Roush Fenway Racing, it had me completely shocked. It was flabbergasted. I mean, it was very unexpected news for all of us because I remember back it was on August 1st that Ricky signed a two-year extension with the 17th team. And so yes. now plans have obviously changed. And, of course, this is nothing really new in our sport. It's happened before. I can actually name one driver, for example, other than Matt Kenseth from last year, off the top of my head, and Kyle, you'll remember this one, John Andretti, because he drove for the Penny Enterprises team for a couple of years. He uh, came back to, to the team to run a few races in the uh, 45 car uh, back in 2007. So, uh, so overall, though, uh, I didn't see this one coming, and I do wish Chris Buescher good luck, and I hope that Stenhouse can find a ride for 2020. Anthony, we appreciate Thank you, the man. Call. Thanks and for I the think call. The explanation on that was, Nate, that it was a Roush Fenway option. Yes. They elected not to pick up that two year option, correct? Yes. Yeah. Ricky yeah. Stenhouse Jr. sat right here in this yeah. chair on July <laughs> 31st on NASCAR American Motor Mouse and told all of us that he had a contract through 2021. He did. Uh, but as we've seen before, that he's in the first driver this happened to. All NASCAR contracts, like contracts in general, have clauses, yeah. and some of those are performance clauses. And if you don't meet certain performance clauses, that gives yeah. driver or team the option to end, void the terms of the yeah. deal, void the end of the deal. So I pre presume something like that could have happened here. All right. Well, up next, we'll head to Vermont for our 50 states in 50 days tour. And we'll give you a sneak peek of a show close to Dale Jr.'s hearts, our grassroots racing documentary voiced by Jr. himself. say it's in my blood all these drivers and these teams they work so hard and they are ready to put on a show for you tonight people that were here want to be here this is our weekend getaway all these races are cool on the short tracks just because there's so many fans that come out there every single weekend for me the most important thing is to give him an opportunity to do something that he loves so much that's really what this is all about there's nothing more important than the small town, the grassroots. There's nothing more important than racing. Definitely not retired. I love doing it. The racing community is bonded right now. Everybody has the same passion, and yet they come at it from many different angles. To me, that's America. I cannot wait for that this weekend. So the premise of it is that it was shot on a single day all around the country, short tracks everywhere, following stories of kids trying to make it, 
Uh, guys like Ken Schrader. Kids are part like of that. Kenny Schrader. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But that's the point, Kyle, is that, that young, is so cool to see young Kenny on and old. Oh, I mean, there are stories true. all around the that country. That's my point about that, yes. is that's what's so cool. Can you imagine? Shot in one day. But can you imagine being a young driver and having the opportunity to race against oh, Kenny Schrader? Because he's just a legend. I yeah. mean, everywhere you go. He and Kenny Wallace, right. I mean, they're still schooling people, man. But that's what the whole My Track, My Roots yeah. thing is about, is that there are stories all around the country like that, Nate. Yes, there are. That happened every Friday, yeah. Saturday. I mean, any night of the week. Simultaneously in all corners of the country. I love documentaries cool. like yeah. that. A whole day in the life type conceit. Yeah. Very so nice. that's what we tried to capture. Dale Earnhardt Jr. certainly behind it. He voiced the entire thing over, so it's going to be cool to see that this weekend. So can't wait for that. It is, uh, meanwhile, time to continue our 50 States in 50 Days tour. We're heading to Vermont's most famous short track. Kyle, you've been there. Thunder been Road here. International Speed Bowl. Thunder Road is a quarter-mile short track that has hosted racing since 1960. Guess who built it? Kenley Squire. Hall of Famer himself. He was part of the group that built it. Yep. He was a longtime owner before Tom he decided Curley. to sell it Good a guys. couple of years ago. This Sunday, Thunder Road hosted signature race, the Milk Bowl, where the winner gets to what, Kyle? It's a cow. That was Robbie Crouch, man. That was. What a great that was. He that was. Robbie Crouch was a great little race car driver. Uh, get the, the kiss a cow, people. If the you local win the race. hero is actually the governor of the state, believe it or not. Uh, Phil Scott's a two-time winner of the Milk Bowl and three-time track champion. There he is going in for the kiss. So, Kyle, what Woo. I want to know is... Did the mayor you, or did the governor kiss the cow? Governor kiss What's the cow. Kiss the cow. What's this kiss? This kiss so is fantastic. You're cool with the milk. Would you do this, though, Kyle? Would you? I would kiss the cow... I'm not sure I would go that deep. Okay. <laughs> that's that's vigorous. I mean, that's in. aggressive. That's commitment right there. That, that is commitment. That deserves that's a slow-mo right there. Woo. Holy smokes. Uh, a lot of fun. Hey, speaking of grassroots racing, our very own Steve Latart son, Tyler, won Ooh. the Outlaw Kart Race Saturday night He's at Milford Speedway. He's got Steve Latart hair. <laughs> <laughs> that looks good. I'm not, I had a Congrats. good line. I'm not going to go man. there. He's actually leading the uh, open division standings there. Congrats, Tyler. Yes. Uh, that same night, Flying Ryan Montgomery won the Queen City 50 uh, super late model race at Maryland's Greater Cumberland Racetrack and took home a check for three grand. Not too bad for that. Always good to see that short track racing alive and well. Hey, one of NASCAR's young hottest stars is also very familiar with grassroots racing. That's Christopher Bell. We'll talk to him next on Motormouths. Welcome back to Motor Mouse. Let's get to some of your calls. Of course, the big news of the day, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. no longer at Roush Fenway Racing after 2019. Chris Busher will be in the 17 car starting in 2020. Let's go to Pennsylvania where we hear from Bob. Bob, what's happening today? Hey, guys. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Go what's ahead. on your mind? Hey, um, since Chris Busher is going to the 17 next year, uh, my thoughts are what 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 chance do you guys think that he can actually get that 17 in the playoffs next year um, since 2017? I think there'd be a chance he could do it. Well, there's a chance. Um, and, and, and listen, Ricky had a chance this year. Uh, scored a ton of stage points when we go back and look compared to, to what Ryan Newman did. Right. They just couldn't put together good finishes. They couldn't put together a whole race. Uh, was was their fault. The, the inconsistency of the 17 in the last segment of the race is right. really what bit him more than anything else. So, uh, yeah, I think Busher is as he as he's matured as 
He's learned the game a little bit more. He can definitely, if the car is there, if the car is there. And we know for Ryan Newman, he can do it. And the car has been there. So I think that's what the Roush organization is saying. If one team can do it, the other team should be able to also. Yeah, 100% agree. I mean, if Ryan Newman can do it, and Chris Buescher has shown yeah. this steady progression at JTG Doherty the last three years, why not? Yeah. Let's go all the way out to New Mexico, where we hear from Marie. Marie, what's on your mind today? Well, good evening, guys. And I just wanted to say, uh, first of all, grassroots racing, wonderful. 1960s, we raced at Islip Speedway on Long Island. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Islip, yes. So, but anyway, uh, my question is, um, I understand that, you know, Ricky Stenhouse wasn't performing. And, of course, it's a business decision, and, and mm -hmm. I understand Roush making that decision. But what, what determines how long an underperforming driver should be kept on the payroll? That's a yeah. great point. And I think, I think Kyle, in today's day and age, that leash is a little shorter. So for Ricky to be with Roush Fenway for what now? How many years, Nate, in the Cup seven Series? Seven seasons. Seven yeah. seasons. That's a pretty long leash, I would yeah. say. I think that, yeah, I think what determines that is the patience of the owner, um, in, in all honesty. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and we see, I mean, look, and Ricky. sponsor. Yeah, and Ricky's not the only guy that uh, that's, that has been, he's been here for a number of years, and now the owner has decided time. Daniel Hemrick has been here a certain amount of time, and the owner has decided time. I mean, and there's been people in the past where the owner finally just says, enough, I give, um, and you switch rides. And, and I think Ricky has been here long enough. Ricky needs a change, too. As much as Jack Roush needs a change, Ricky Stenthouse needs a change to reinvigorate who Rick, Ricky Stenthouse is, to get him excited about showing up at the racetrack, excited about driving a race car, and to prove what Ricky Stenthouse can do. So I, I think in the long term, mm -hmm. uh, if Ricky lands somewhere that's competitive, it'll be good for Ricky Stenhouse. That's a fantastic point. We haven't brought up that this actually could be a good thing for Stenhouse, Nate, and, I, it, and I, it could wind up being a good I thing. I actually had somebody tell me uh, that today, somebody connected with yeah. Roush, say, hey, and we might look back on this in five years and realize this is a win-win for everybody. I mean, yeah. certainly right now, it doesn't look like that for Stenhouse. But uh, I, and, you know, to go back to Kyle's point, I, I feel like Stenhouse was given a long leash for development. This team, Roush Fenway Racing, post Carl Edwards in 15, 16, I think they knew then that, hey, we're not maybe going to post the, yeah. the, the elite first-tier results. It might take a few years. And then in 17, he made the playoffs, and I think that that was exactly what they expected. And they thought, like, he's developing yes. into the star, the superstar we expected. And then the last two seasons, again, coupled yeah. with Ryan Newman's arrival and Matt Kenseth's yeah. performance last year, I think just it did change the game in a way that I think that that discussion was had about, like, what are we paying this guy versus yeah. how many times is he crashing? You know, can we get somebody better? I think, unfortunately, this came into play. We love hearing the, from you guys on the breaking news of the day. But coming up next, Christopher Bell joins us here on Motormouse on NASCAR America. Some long-awaited news became official yesterday. Christopher Bell will move up to the Cup Series next season and drive the number 95 Toyota for Levine Family Racing. The 24-year-old from Oklahoma has earned 14 wins in the last two seasons in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, the most of any driver. Hey, Kyle, by way of FaceTime, guess who's here with us on the show? <laughs> 
Ricky Stenhouse. No, oh, Christopher Bell I'm is. Kidding, man. I'm just kidding. There he is. What's up, Bell? How are you, man? Hi. How are you? Hey, guys? Kyle's got to make you laugh, doesn't I'm he? I'm sorry. Come man. on, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That made me giggle. <laughs> That's good. That's good. We love it. We love it. Hey, are you are you just relieved that all this is finally official, Christopher? Man, it was. It's been a long time coming, and a lot of people obviously had known known about it or kind of expected it. So um, I feel like it wasn't quite breaking news, but I'm glad that it's finally out there. Well, it wasn't a secret, certainly, Christopher, but when you talk about long time coming, I thought it was interesting what you said yesterday about how really, and this started six or seven years ago. Yes, you've been winning Xfinity races the last two years, but this started all the way back in like 13. Can you take people through that journey? Yeah, it's it's been pretty crazy to see how it's all come together. And I started out just a, a dirt track racer trying to go ride by ride, by ride and I uh, got hired by Keith Coons Motorsports, who was fortunately sponsored by Toyota at the time. And I don't think they really had a driver development program. And um, after pretty much, I replaced Kyle Larson at Keith Coons Motorsports. And then as Larson took off and became a superstar, Toyota Racing Development started putting more focus into the, the dirt track program. And luckily for me, I was the next guy in line. As, as you look and you talk about Toyota, how important has Toyota been to your ascension to where you are right now? Well, it's it's been everything. If it wasn't for them, I would just be a sprint car racer right now. So they're the, uh, it kind of seems like they're the only path from dirt to the NASCAR series right now. And I'm very fortunate that I'm kind of the founding driver of the Toyota development program right now. So we, we talk about how this is going to be the next furniture row. So how much of a JGR team will this really be next year with a 95? Yeah, it's it's very unique because, as you guys know, the charter system only allows four full-time teams. So uh, it's, it's definitely not a Gibbs car, but we're going to have access to information from Gibbs. So um, I think we're going to be able to see kind of what everyone's doing. And um, but we're we're gonna be our own deal, and and I'm gonna be driving for Levine Family Racing, and, and not Joe Gibbs Racing. But but also having Jason Ratcliffe, who of course very familiar with Gibbs as your crew chief, coming over with you, and having Mike Wheeler as competition director. I I would presume Christopher that makes everything a lot more seamless and uh, coordinating between LFR and JGR. Yeah, I think that's a pretty big piece there, just because Jason and I already have chemistry, we already have a relationship, and um, he obviously has a ton of cup experience and a ton of cup wins um, with veteran drivers, and, and you know him and Matt Kenseth clicked really well. So I think it's kind of the best of both worlds for me, because I understand Jason, I trust him, I trust his changes, and on the flip side, now that he's worked with me on the Xfinity side, he understands how I, or, or what I am, as a driver, right? He understands that, uh, you know, we're gonna, we might have struggles, but I, I feel like because he's worked with me, he's going to be able to support me. Okay, you, you talk about Toyota being instrumental in where you're at, uh, this being a separate team. Uh, we know what JGR has. We know what they can do. You're going to have access to a lot of that. What are your expectations rolling into next year for this 95 team? Well, I think the biggest thing is how long is it going to take me to get adjusted to the cup cars? Right now, the rules package between the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series is very, very different. So just getting acclimated to the Cup car, uh, I I'm not sure how long that's going to take. But once I get acclimated, I really hope that I can be competitive with, with the Joe Gibbs Racing cars. And obviously, right now, they're they're kind of on top of the game. So 
uh, I think that's that's our goal going into next year is at some point, once I get comfortable in the cars, to be able to uh, go to toe-to-toe with my so-called teammates. So the Roval is this week uh, talking about the Xfinity Series. I, I know you said all year long, I'm not a fan of the road courses, <laughs> but as I recall... Someone in the 20 car won the most recent road course race in the Xfinity Series, didn't they? Was that you, maybe? <laughs> uh, yeah. So maybe looking more forward to the Roval this weekend. Yeah, I, I don't know how that <laughs> happened, but uh, I think I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting. The new chicane on the back straightaway is going to be very very different. So uh, road courses aren't my deal, but I'm excited to go give it a shot anyway. Uh, hey, are you cool if we take a phone call? Like a fan can ask you a question real quick? Yeah, sure. Awesome. Taylor from Texas, what do you have for Christopher Bell? Oh, how are y'all? Good, man. What's going yeah. on? Christopher's listening. Yeah. Uh, so, Christopher, are you very excited to be going to Cup next year, and do you think you'll do very well? Well, I'm obviously extremely excited about going to Cup, and I hope I do well. I was just telling these guys, I don't know if you could hear or not, but um, just getting acclimated to the cup cars, I think that's going to be a big uh, a big thing because the rules packages are so different between Xfinity cars and the cup cars. And then longer races are going to be uh, definitely a change for me as well. All right. I think we have one more phone call for you, Brandon from Illinois. Brandon, what's on your mind for Christopher today? Hi, guys. Kyle, big fan. Christopher, big fan. You pretty much Thanks, showed man. everybody the way in Xfinity to the checkered flag, so to speak, of playing, you know, they were the, everybody else was playing follow the leader. I was just curious, once you get up to cup, what your challenges would be, what you face. I know what your expectations are, but what kind of challenges do you expect to face? Yeah, I think the number one, the, the longer races, I have a feeling that's going to be a, a big adjustment for me just because – it was, it's kind of been an issue my entire career whenever I moved up to the truck series and, and then the Xfinity series as well. Getting longer distance races takes some time for me to get used to and learning how to put it all together. So that's number one. And number two would obviously be the depth of the field. Right now in the Xfinity series, we have a couple cars that are competing for wins week in and week out. Whereas next year in the Cup series, there's 10, 20 plus cars that are going to be uh, very competitive. So um, a, the length of the races, and B, the depth of the field, I think, is going to be the two uh, biggest changes. Hey, hey, man, are you in somebody else's office, or is that your office? <laughs> I knew I this was coming. I in someone else's office. Ah, oh, somebody else. <laughs> Whose office? Uh, it's uh, Coach Gibbs? No, not, not Coach Gibbs. Don't give it away, man. Don't we give were, it away. We Don't, tell it. Don't tell it. Just between us, you can tell me later, man. We we're going to ask him. you to take us <laughs> on a tour, but no, that might no, not no. be a good idea, right? Listen, as yeah. long as you drive a race car, never have an office, man. Never have an office. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. Take that uh, piece of advice. Write that in your book. Advice from Kyle Petty. You'll get a lot of it over the years. I appreciate you Thank joining you, us, man. man. Thanks, Christopher. Thank you. I appreciate Christopher Bell joining us here on Motormouth. I knew you were going to ask for a tour I'm of the sorry. office. That's I'm right. Sorry. I just That's so to see Kyle of you to do that. Uh, coming up next, we'll hear from you guys. Your feedback on social media at the hashtag. Let me say this. So you know what that means? It's time for Let Me Say This. But, but seriously, Nate's not here. Are you just going to read through all these at one time like War and Peace, or are you going to stop and let us talk about them? 
I mean, what's the deal here? Did you want to talk about it? I thought that's what this segment was. It's let me say this, but we're not saying anything. You're you're doing all the talking. You say something. Nope. Let me say this. This has turned into the Rutledge Show. And we... (laughs) This is egregious. I need need Nate right now. Is, is this what happens when Nate and I are not See, here? I, just went, no, just I mean, he just rambled through yeah. them. I, just I watched it today for the first time. Yeah, I didn't, think, terrible. Terrible. I didn't think we were allowed to do yeah. Let Me Say This without you here. Ter- I, we're not. I, I wasn't Ever offended. Again. Ever, Ever again. again. Ever again. I didn't Unfortunately, order's been restored. Nate Ryan yes. is here. Uh, he would say greetings, but he's been on the entire show yes. uh, with your hashtag Let Me Say This feedback. Yeah, a lot of uh, Stenhouse comments. We'll get started with at Chassis Cat, who says hashtag Let Me Say This, wondering if Hemrick goes to JTGD or to set up a tweet storm. Biffle. Ooh, Do we think wow. Biffle? Whoa! There you, you go, Kyle. There you go. I would bring the Come Biff on. back. Okay, yeah. I would bring the Biff back. Let's yes, start that, that hashtag. Is a great. That's bring great. The, Let's start. Kyle bring Petty the Biff back. Bring the Biff Just back. Just one. Uh, hashtag, let me say this. Bryce says he was not surprised. Long time coming. Ricky has struggled for a while outside super speedways. Busher might be a better fit with as much talent as he's been able to flash. And then let's talk about this one too. Stacy, hashtag let me say this. Stenhouse has all the potential in the world, but the only places he did his best were Daytona, Talladega, and to a further extent, Bristol. So she also thinks Busher better fit. Is that fair? Is it fair to just say no. Stenhouse was just a play day no, and a Bristol it's, guy? It's not fair. It's it, At the times that he was, it runs really well on the Speedway stuff, they had really good Speedway cars. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I think he over outperformed on the speedway. If we go back and compare him to teammates on the speedways, yes, he is a little bit of an ace. And you look at it, but I don't believe they had the cars on the mile and a half. I think they struggled. And now they have somebody to gauge off of with Ryan Newman. So it shows up a little bit more. All right. Two more we got here. Uh, hashtag, let me see this. William Bracken uh, also says Stenhouse, a restrictor, played ace, underperformed everywhere else. Newman made the playoffs. The expectations increased, and it wasn't that surprising. So let's. Hit that. Let's close out with one more from Dave. Uh, hashtag let me say this. Joseph Newgarden will be running an IndyCar after qualifying at the Roval Friday. Dave saw that, and he's wondering, would the Roval be a good place for a cup IndyCar yes. doubleheader? I would say yeah. yes. Yeah. I, I agree. It, yeah. I think it would. Yeah. Okay. I think it would be a really good place let's for it. Let's do it. Yeah. Good. There you I'm go. Ready. Let's do it this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick. It's time for Monday's headlines today. Nate, what do you got? What are we going to be talking about after the Roval Predict the headline on Monday. I'm just going to stay on the Roush Fenway Racing tip and say Ryan Newman takes the team to the second round of the playoffs and ends a very newsworthy week for Roush Fenway Racing. Kyle, what do you got? Same thing. I'm going to say Stenhouse back to Roush Racing. (laughs) No, I'm going to say it's going to be a crash fest, man. I can't wait for the Roval. You think so? Listen, it was last year. They've changed. They've got the new breaking zone. We saw Jeff Burton's little uh, emoji there that they have for getting into the chicane down there. A passing zone is a crashing zone. Just remember that, people. I'm going to go with uh, Truex dominates round one and sweeps, wins this weekend, yeah. and dominates the Roval this weekend as well. So could happen, couldn't it? It could. It could. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, do we have time for one phone yes, call? Yes, let's do it. I think do we it. have less do than it. a do minute. We're going to go for this. Marvin Blue, how you doing, Marvin? What's going quick, on? Marvin. Gotta be quick, Marvin. Um, I have a question. Who you guys are going to think is the first four out of the playoffs? Ooh, Kyle Petty. Ooh, ooh, I can't remember who I picked now. <laughs> I, I had Ryan Newman out, and that's not going to happen. So I, happen? I don't think so. I think Newman's in, man. You I think, think he's going to make it. I think Newman's yes. going to make it. I think Newman's going to make Even it, Even with man. a road course. Yeah. I'm not sure that he yeah. is. I'm uh, pulling for him now. Big fan of the road. Yeah. I went the other way. Now I'm pulling for him. <laughs> You got, a, you got a prediction I, on I, All I got to say is I think Eric Jones. I had Eric Jones out. He was, yeah. uh, he was on you my You did. Yeah, I yeah, did have Eric first. Jones. 
All right, that'll do it for us here on NBCSN. We're heading over to the Motorsports NBC YouTube channel for the debrief. We'll see you over there. Thanks for joining us for Motormouths. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.